Let's talk about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share. No share with Dr. Dave. Well, hello and welcome to the Now Share with Dr. Dave podcast. I am Dr. Dave Cornelius, your host. You know, for those of you who have been listening and receiving value from the podcast, I uh, thank you for your support. If you are new, I say welcome. I look forward to connecting with you at any point in time that you may have time. So the Deliver Value series is a set of topics that will be included in my upcoming book called Deliver Value, Happy Contributing People, Satisfied Customers, and Thriving Business. As an author, our creative juices are not as fluid as sometimes, you know, and we hit the proverbial writer's block or writer's wall. So since the COVID-2019 pandemic, you know, I've been struggling like everyone else. And so I decided, well, perhaps I should use some lean, agile approach to writing this next book and finishing it, getting it to the finish line. So each month, a new topic from the book will be released as one of my podcast episodes, and this will help me create the Deliver Value series. So I want to begin with the very first topic, which is the definition of value, D-O-V-O-Dove. And I could tell you, if you ask several people, what is the definition of value, you would likely receive varying responses. From, from different individuals. So let's begin with the dictionary and see what is written about the definition of value in Merriam-Webster's dictionary. You know, this dictionary has been around since 1828, so perhaps we could think that it's reliable. So value is, is identified as a noun, verb, an adjective. And so I've selected three different definitions as a noun. And the first is, it's about the monetary worth of something like market price, or a fair return or equivalent in goods, services, or money for something exchanged. Or the third thing is relative worth, utility, or importance. So I set out and I said, you know, I'm going to have a conversation with four different people, uh, people who are influential in the business and agile community. So first it began with Marty Nelson, and he's the Alchemy Code Lab founder and he gave his perspective. So we will just let him speak in his own world words as to what he thinks value was. Um, when, when you think about value, right? I mean, how do you define that? What comes to mind when you think about value from, you know, because you have your family, you have this business, you have the students, you have a community. So there's four different um, groups that and people that you have to care about you know what, what do you think about value what do you define that as yeah i think that value uh there, there typically is an emo- positive emotional mm-hmm. impact okay you know so so if i even if i'm i'm purchasing a product oh it's valuable it it gave me a boost somehow mm-hmm. now that can be like an endorphin rush or <laughs> it can be really genuine yeah uh, but I think as, as humans uh, we are emotively driven mm-hmm. you know we do we do want happiness we do want love and attention uh, and I think often value then uh, should make us should should move us should inspire us should invoke things in us um, I'm a big believer I don't have any problem with money I'm not like a 
you know, money to me is a is a marker of value. It's just yeah. a way to hold on to the value. Right. You know, and you look at a lot of uh, good marketing gurus or salespeople. You know, they're they're all about like providing value. Yeah. Right? And people want to give you the money because oh, that's that's a good exchange. Uh, so I see value as, and especially as a software developer, you know, we talk a lot about value, you know, MVPs and that. Yeah. But even even on a feature level, you know, you you think about a, a user, uh, and I think about it in emotive terms. I'm like, you know, what what is going to delight a user? What is going to be exciting about this product? Or just just the accomplishment of using a feature. Uh, so I see value coming to emotional terms that way too. What's the experiential value? Then I went on and I spoke to Diana Larson, and she's the author of the book Agile Retrospective. And any one of us who work in the technology space who is involved with agility or agile practices, um, we're very much familiar with retrospectives. And even beyond that, other other disciplines use retrospectives as well. And she's also the co-founder of the Agile Fluency Model. And she has a definition of what is the definition of value? It's kind of, um, there's, there's a couple of different kinds of value. I mean, it's, 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 it's too bad we only have one word to talk about a lot of different things, right? right. And so there's one piece that is value to the customer. Businesses yeah. are sensitive to their customers' needs. They want to be giving them what they want so that those customers will pay for services and products and so there's the value around the sort of the, the value stream going to the customer what you know is are we getting closer and closer uh, as time goes by to building the thing that the customer really wants and will accept from us and pay for from us and so on whether that's an internal customer or an external customer mm -hmm. um, if we're if we're in IT and we're building infrastructure kinds of things still, we have customers who have a need for that and so on. So there's that kind of value. Um, then there's also value, business value, value to the business. And that is, is it enabling the uh, things that enable the business to thrive and be resilient and sustain over time and and those kinds of things so wise use uh like we talk about investments so wise use of the assets that the that the business has so that so that they are getting a um a return on on the uh, things that they invest in they are getting a return that is greater that enables them to take on new things right so I mean, it's very that's very generic, but it, yeah. it's so specific to different different companies and different businesses. But there is that, and so you know, value I think in the business sense is very much tied to strategic direction. Mm -hmm. Is you know, are we is this thing providing us value because it's moving us more toward our strategic direction, our um, our our targets in, in the in, in improvement kata kind of sense. Are we, right. you know, is this, is this moving us in the direction that we want to go that gives greater value to the business, um, whether that's strategically or, or whatever. Um, are we trying to, is there a value, is there a value that we're after that has to do with entering new markets? 
Is there, you know, value to bringing us closer to our existing customers? Is there, is there value in um, helping us be more effective or efficient in, in what right. we're doing? All of those things are business value. Uh, we tend to talk about it in the Agile Fluency model community. We tend to talk about it as business benefits. Is the value is the benefits that the business wants to gain from supporting their teams and investing in their teams and so on. Um, so those are really two different kinds. And then, you know, then there's the value, the product management value that is around um, which things do we prioritize over other things, you know, which mm -hmm. has some sense of this is more valuable than that, at least at this moment in time. I mean, you start adding in things like cost of delay and so on, and it begins to get you closer to that. What I'm surprised about is how often I go into organizations and they don't have an idea of what is valuable to their business or mm -hmm. what is valuable or they may have a more or less good idea of what's valuable to their customers. And so they may just focus on that or value to their, I mean, there's been the old, the old saw that's now kind of considered out of date is, you know, are we building shareholder value, right? right. In other words, are we eating ourselves alive to pay quarterly dividends, you know, which now is universal. It's pretty universally accepted as not a good idea. Um, but you know, those kinds of things, I mean, where, what are our, what are we doing to take our current, um, assets? I, I hate to think of them that way, but the current, the current things that are helping us do well, how are we investing in those things so that we can do even better is another way of thinking about value. Yeah. So there's, there's a number of ways to kind of come at that question. And, um, and I find that in many companies, they're not doing any of them. Right. <laughs> they're not coming at it from any of those directions. And it's just like, you know, I just want to say, pick one, you know, anyone yeah. <laughs> that yeah. will be closer than where you are now. Right. Yeah. Now I didn't get a chance to talk to Dave West, who is the CEO for scrum.org. So he sent me. Um, a definition in writing. So let me just read that to you. And he said, value is a subjective measure. Therefore, it is not how I define it and what matters, but ultimately the person or organization that I wish to bring value to that are relevant. For example, it would be easy to describe the outcome of a sale, happy customer, rich seller, etc. But ultimately, you must ask, why is the person buying that thing? What is the value they want to receive? Also, what value does the seller achieve? Why are they selling this thing rather than doing something else? Trade-off. It is a complex question. So ultimately, I say the value is something defined by the individual that describes the outcome of the event. And so that's Dave West's perspective and definition of value. So I went on and I said, okay, well, let me have a chat with um, Howard Sublet, who is the CEO of Scrum Alliance. And I'll just let him uh, describe that in his own words, based on an interview that I had with him. And we'll see what he has to say. 
Uh, okay, so so value and business value is that uh, hotly debated term around the around the industry and how you measure it and how you calculate it. And I I have never claimed to be a professional in this space and know all the answers for sure. But uh, the way I kind of look at value is it's uh, it's it's what what monetary or, or other uh, qualities that a consumer puts on, on something based on the, either the price that they pay or the effort that they put out to receive those things. Right. And something of great value is something that uh, when the value is, it is, is more than what that they put into it. Right. So let's begin with the definition of value. And this is my perspective on what value is. And I said, value is the experience of receiving something useful that is beneficial to us. Value is also giving something of merit to others that is good or helpful. We can say that the recipients of value are customers, people at work, in our community and family. We want to receive value when we engage in a transaction with a company or interact with people. Value has a different meaning to each person or group or company. This is because we have different experiences an expectation based on the background and culture, we all desire to receive value. So I like to simplify it and think that value is outcomes that are measurable, realizable, and shareable. And so when we think of value as an outcome that is measurable, we're looking at simple things that outcomes are to pay off or benefits received from a specific interaction or transaction. The measurable outcomes can be quantifiable or even qualifiable, demonstrating that benefits are validated learning and not a hypothesis. So sometimes we could use tools like objectives and key results, which we call OKR, and this is just one way we could measure outcomes. So we think of all of the different organizations who may have used this tool, you know, Google comes to mind, you know, Bono, you know, Bono and Rockstar. Um, the Gates Foundation also used this method, and they wanted to identify what was the most important for the next three, six, or 12 months. So the OKR structure is broken into two parts that include an object objective. Why is this important? And two, key results, benchmark, and monitor how to get to the objectives. So we could have an example, like an objective of COVID-19, the COVID-19 infection reaches herd immunity level globally, but we could look at the key results one that says 85% of the world's population vaccinate, vaccinated by Q1 of 2022. We could have another key results for the objective that misinformation reduce to affect only 1% of people on Facebook by Q1 2022. Or the third key results, we could say that 65% of the global population are ambassadors for healthy living by Q2 of 2022. So that is a simple example where we have outcomes which are valuable, but they're measurable. So we could also look at outcome values as realizable. And this second attribute really represent the actualization of a desired or even an unknown outcome. So when we think of Abraham Maslow, in, in 1943, he created the paper, The Theory of Human Motivation, and he was talking about five levels of human needs. And 
if we think of the five steps in a staircase, the first step is physiological. So we need food, water, warmth, and rest. The second is safety. We're talking about security. The third step is belongingness and love, intimate relationship, and friends. The fourth step is esteem, prestige, and feelings of accomplishment. The fifth step is self-actualization, achieving your full potential, including creativity. And so this is what we're talking about when we talk about outcome values are realizable. The realization of the measurable outcome is the fifth step in the staircase of actualization, not driven only by one's capability, but fueled by collaboration with other people. So we look at outcome values that are shareable. And we know that people are seeking to obtain value in many areas of their lives today. It is the reason that we spend a tremendous amount of, of our time on social media sharing lived experiences or desires. Sometimes we're often on a quest to find value through our experiences. The concept of value as an experience or outcome to be shared provides a way for others to validate the perception of value. See, for me as a professional coach, I am an aspiring creator of value, and my mantra is helping people achieve awesomeness. I know this is a tall order to achieve, but a worthy journey in all aspects of life. Helping people to achieve their level of awesomeness is a partnership that I engage in with people that I coach. However, the ultimate ownership resides with the individuals working toward meet a meaning of awesomeness. When we say someone is awesome, we're describing a meaning of value at the highest level. We know the words that comes to mind are awe-inspiring, magnificent, amazing, impressive, and wonderful. Those words are synonyms for the word awesome. But also be aware that awesomeness is not a real word in the dictionary. So the pursuit of happiness was written in 1776 in the United States Declaration of Independence. The pursuit of happiness is an American dream, but not exclusively. I want, I want to assert that happiness is a state of satisfaction. When people achieve their level of awesomeness, it is one state of satisfaction. As we deliver value, a state of, satisf a state of satisfaction is being given and received. So I want to talk about business value, which is one of the lens that we could look at value. And members of most business organization often pursue maximizing value through effectiveness and efficiencies. Optimizing flow is an ongoing effort and part of continual learning. We check to verify the satisfaction with an optimized flow state and decide to acknowledge that it is good enough or identify if more changes are, or are needed. So identifying the need for change is not enough because an associated action is required to ensure that we remain in an optimized flow state. So Deming in 1950 started this continuous improvement model where, where he said, plan, do, check, act. One is plan, two is do, three is check, and four is act. We call that a PDCA, and this helps us to optimize flow. So think of the check state in the PDCA model relied on measuring the results and sharing that information with appropriate stakeholders. 
And you think the stakeholders are all the people that have an interest in a specific result. The act aspect of this, which is um, the, the last part, number four, in the PDCA is based on the decision to improve the current state or situation. To act or not to act depends on the results from this check metric. So we should not make changes unless that data informs us of the action to take. Otherwise, we're, we're reacting to, to gut feelings. Now, the world of agility adopted the PDCA model and described the behaviors as plan, do, inspect, adapt, or PDIA. The core of lean thinking is optimizing flow to minimize ways to achieve the greatest value. I want to focus on flow to continually move value from one person or organization to another with limited friction. Some would think that the interaction can be frictionless, but that is an ideal state of being. Friction exists in everything we do, but we can minimize the amount of friction to make it appear frictionless. So now the other thing that we'd like to talk about is customer value. And I invite you to pause for a moment during your next visit to a coffee shop and ask the question, what value is provided to the customers and employees? The coffee shop provides a customer experience that makes people feel accepted during in-store or online buying experience for a coffee drink and a light snack. The cozy community feel can help people connect and improve the exchange of value between the barista and the person waiting for a drink to be on their way to work or school. The internet cafe, this family style and co-working collaboration desk configuration make it possible for students, for students and business professionals to connect for a conversation or even to do homework. So the people working at the coffee shop tend to have a positive attitude toward customers and people buy from people they trust. The coffee shop receives many benefits that help them finish college and establish, let's say the coffee shop employees receives many benefits that help them finish college or establish an alternative career. So the coffee shop also promotes social impact and changing communities to feed the homeless through unsold food. So there are many different ways that we, when we start to think about value that we could have you know, great conversations. So there's one experience that I've had with delivering cost of val customer value. And, and this was one of the, the areas where I've kind of like discovered, hey, I'm deliver I've delivered over a billion dollar in customer value throughout my career. And by this is through different software platform that I led you know, as a role as a senior manager of product develop of product development. So the, the calculated value that when I that I came up with of one billion dollar of customer value was based on the number of transaction and dollar value pushed through the software platform that I was responsible for managing. So you think about, you know, around 2004, the financial markets were thriving, especially the housing industry. People and companies were making money hand over fist, and accelerated innovations were needed to enable faster transaction throughput. People do not scale. The only way to achieve sustainable, faster throughput is by leveraging advanced technology platforms. So really, do we get to grow 
the value of technology of a technology platform in a company where the core business is not delivering technology as a value proposition. So I inherited this technology platform that did not scale and was brittle. The system were responsible for collecting credit ratings, home appraisal, title information for home buyers, brokers, and another you know financial or, or, uh, organization. So it was estimated that about $80 billion in transactions per month were being processed across the financial organization. And you can think about it that the company was making something around four basis points um, on the $80 billion transactions. And so that was approximately about $320 million per month in revenue opportunities. A delay in processing those transactions affected many people, including customers, the salespeople waiting for commissions and organizational revenues. The delays created an immense number of tensions between the technology group and the business operations group. At month end closing, all hands were on deck to watch the system 24 hours for seven days. We did not get much sleep and the wonderful Blackberry at the time um, that we carried around you know, would go off at 2 a.m. in the morning and at different hours as well, telling us the system was broken or there was a problem. It was even really worse during the peak hours of the day. And so one day I asked my boss um, how he was doing, and he said that he felt like he was being abused in jail. I'm going like, wow, that was some serious, heavy words, man. We're just working a corporation. We're not in jail. Now, that was a powerful statement, and I tried to empathize with what my boss was experiencing daily. So the VP of operation would publicly berate my boss and make him feel inadequate and even inept at best. So one day I walked into the VP of operations office and asked what, what the opportunity cost to the organization when the system performance was slow or unavailable. He kind of looked up to, to me and go like, wow, why, why are you asking me that question? But anyway, I still went forward and wanted to let him know that as a product manager, it is important to understand the value of my assigned products to internal and external customers. And during peak week, he and I spent several days collecting information about transactions stuck in the pipeline to understand the ripple effect financially on internal and external stakeholders. It is important to know how much money was not being processed. And the finance department frequently used or leveraged the, the money that we collected or we got what we would call the flow to make money for the companies. So if you could think of a company could process about $100 million and collect a day's worth of interest, that could be a significant annual revenue opportunity. Uh, this was a worthy story, and stakeholders would appreciate the value IT enabled through, solution, through this solution platform. So the knowledge and understanding of the impact of poor performing technology platforms also resonated with the software development teams and the leadership. And they began to look for solutions that could help stabilize the brittle systems. Our team collaborated to fix the opportunity um, performance issues and provided increments of value to the internal, internal and external customers within three months. You know, that was a great step forward, reducing uncertainty and enabling the organization to realize value without delays. The cost of delay is an important concept for business and technology people 
to understand. You know, having the ability to realize the value and use it immediately was key. My boss and the VP of operations began to work better because of the improved system stability. Value was realized in, in respect and collaboration between the two leaders. My boss did not have to be on the defense and the VP of operation reduced his antagonistic behaviors about the system performance. So th this is a great story of things that has happened and was really beneficial um, to the organization. So when we think about the definition of value, the definition of value may be different to many different people. However, we're always looking to get something back, you know, for what we invested into a system, whether it's in dollars or in time. So I would like to say uh, thank you for listening to the Nile Show with Dr. Dave podcast. And um, I look forward to hearing from you. Reach out to me. Um, you can reach out to at Dr. Cornelius Info on Twitter. So until next time, be well and stay connected with us. Let's talk about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share. No, no share with Dr. Dave.